Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. Celebrating the amazing people of coastal Mississippi and across this great state who are working hard to make this a great place to live, work, and play. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Hope you're having a great day and hope you had a great weekend. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show where we continue to celebrate so many amazing people who are working so hard to make this place such a special place to live, work, and play. Hey, listen, I was uh, thinking about my friend Roland Weeks over the weekend, and Roland is a a special guy. Uh, He was my boss and my mentor for so many years. When we started the uh, One Coast Awards, which was the Sun-Herald Leadership Awards back when I was publisher, became became publisher in 2001, and I had this vision to start these awards in 2002, and I wanted to... to sort of you know give Roland his due credit, he'd been publisher of the Sun Air for so long, and he worked so hard in the community and and with me in particular, helping me see that uh, that this 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 region is going to be stronger working together than if we were to work separately. And he said that he's you just kind of drove it in my head that for so many years Jackson didn't have to pay attention to coastal Mississippi because we're so busy fighting amongst ourselves, and we've made a lot of progress over the, over many years. Uh, finding what makes each of the cities so unique and each have their own special sense of place, but at the same time, finding our common issues. And uh, anyway, I was thinking a lot about Roland. Roland was such a a great leader and he's such a good friend. And, uh, you know, we continue to honor him by by having people go into the Roland Weeks Hall of Fame as part of the now One Coast Awards. It was passed over to uh, the chambers along the way, and we continue to recognize these people. They deserve the recognition but also they deserve to be held up as examples. You'll get tired of me saying that, but this is an opportunity for them to inspire others to want to give back. And, you know, today's guests are are terrific. We've got two of them, actually. In the first half of the show, we're going to be joined by Nikki Johns, who is uh, a a really, really important principal at AGJ Systems and Networks, and uh, she's the business development manager there. And then we'll be joined by another one coast um, um, winner in the second half of the show. So without any further ado, let me invite my friend Nikki into the conversation. And just first of all, just say good morning. How are you doing? Good morning, Ricky. I'm great. How are you? It's good to see you. Listen, one of the things that's interesting about you, Nikki, is that you have been a leader for many, many years in the community. And I find that there's a there's a common thread to a lot of the One Coast Award winners. And that is that you see a wonderful link between what you do in your day job and the community. The more you learn about the community, it makes you better in your day job. But giving back to the community is something that we're going to get into this in just a second. But it's someone inspired you along the way to want to give back. Where did that come from? I will tell you that probably came originally from my old boss, Dennis Burke at the People's Bank. Yeah. I worked for Dennis for many years and I started my career in business development with him and he was kind of a role model for me and I watched you know, how involved he was and when I decided that this was going to be my home, that 
you know, obviously I wanted it to be better than, than what it was. And yeah, I, it yeah. started there. Yeah, I had the opportunity to work with Dennis in the community in so many different iterations and then, um, you know, worked very closely with Chavis in a lot of respects. And, you know, they, they sort of bred into people's bank this this culture of wanting to give back to the community. And, and, and it obviously, it inspired you along the way. But, you know, once you see it, once you begin to understand what that, that your contribution can make a difference, it has a way of wanting you to do, you know, find you know, it, urging yourself to want to do more, doesn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's tough to say no when, when somebody asks me to, to do something or volunteer to serve a role. And you've done, you've done so much along the way. So we'll, we'll get into some of that here in just a second. Um, but let's real quick about AGJ Systems and Networks. You've been there since 2015. You're the business development manager. Um, I'm sure your career in banking really helped you in this respect. But what what does AGJ do, and um, and what are you up to these days? Well, AGJ is a managed technology provider. Uh, we manage IT for small and large businesses, municipalities. Uh, we have a heavy focus on security, uh, cybersecurity, and uh, there's a lot of that these days. Um, so you ask what what we spend our time doing? It, it, it's fighting the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was a CEO at a digital media company, um, led newspaper companies and informed digital media companies as part of Advanced Condé Nast, the, the largest privately owned media company in the United States. And I became a, a regional president for them. And uh, you, you know, it won't surprise you to learn that as a media company, the, 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 the IT support and the t type of people that were engaged in making sure that we were, we had networks that were safe, that, that had, you know, the media side of what we did was so important, uh, making it, making our website safe, making sure that we had all the latest cybersecurity pieces in place. I mean, it was a full-time job for that team. And uh, a lot of companies can't afford to have that. And that's why AGJ comes in, because keeping up with this, because it changes almost every day. Uh, keep staying up with this. It's hard for most companies to do. In fact, most companies can't. And so that's why they end up going to someone like AGJ Systems and Networks. It's getting more complicated instead of less complicated, and it creates a great business model for you guys, doesn't it? It does. You're spot on with that. And even if organizations can afford internal IT, it takes a team these days. Um, and I think we learned with COVID, um, you know, people are, are in and out and they were in quarantine and, and you can't just have, you can't be one deep in your technology anymore. So you went to, uh, you went to the University of Southern Mississippi. I did as well to the top. Um, got a got a great education, and um, you know, t tell me about just tell me about growing up. You're a native of Ocean Springs. You've been on the Gulf Coast your whole life. When did you know that banking was going to kind of be your thing? Um, I didn't until I started doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I actually I went to school at Mississippi State, and I realized quickly that I could not stand to be away from the water. Uh, so I moved back home from Starkville and attended uh, University of Southern Mississippi on the Gulf Coast, and um, and I started my career at, at People's Bank while I was in in school, and uh, I quickly learned that um, I really liked business. <laughs> I, I was actually an education major and um, I, I really liked business and I enjoyed what I did and uh, that became my career path. Well, that's good. And then you went to, to the Mississippi School of Banking at Ole Miss. I did. Uh, you, you, so Hit them all. 
So you got to people's and kind of established yourself, and then they saw something in you and began to develop you, and and kind of the rest is history. That ultimately led to the opportunity you had to to jump over. I think two thousand fifteen, right? I'm, I'm saying that right. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, I spent uh, some time at Community Bank, and then and then um, HJ. Okay, so. Along the way, though, you got you got heavily involved in things like the Ocean Springs Rotary and United Way, and and you know the list goes on and on. Um, you didn't just join these organizations; you wanted to lead them. Where did talk to me about that? Um, well, I, you know, I think early on in my career, I knew, especially since I started in business development at such a young age. Um, you know, being a young female on the Gulf Coast. Um, in business was somewhat intimidating. And I knew that if I was going to meet people and grow in my career, then I was going to have to get involved and I was going to have to get heavily involved, like real involved. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I started getting involved in different organizations, you know, the chamber, the coast chamber mainly, um, and Biloxi main street organization. And, um, from there, I just started taking leadership roles in, in different areas and, um, it hasn't stopped. <laughs> Well, I often said, because I was heavily involved in the community, too, throughout my career, um, big times, you know, before, I mean, I, th I think a lot of the work that, that I was involved in before Katrina really set the stage for, for me to be able to work with Governor Barber uh, to on the, on the recovery efforts, and then went to Alabama, and the oil spill happens, and I led the oil spill recovery planning efforts for Governor Riley. But everything, everything kind of, it's it's like putting layers on an onion of opportunities to want to give back to the community. But what I often said was, if you want to find somebody that need to do something in the community, then find a busy person. And because I mean, I mean that's true, isn't it? It's it's very true, very true. And they have a way of organizing themselves and knowing what needs to be done and and, and so on. Um, so you got recognized uh, in 2018 as uh, as top 10 under under 40. So, you, you know, again, you know, then in 2000, 2023, you got recognized as top 10 community leaders. And uh, and you've you know in a lot of ways you're just getting started, so you you know you've got big contributions to make in the future. I mean, do, do, when you think about about what you want to do with your community involvement, do you, do you have a goal specifically, or you just say yes and take take it wherever it takes you? I, I think I kind of take it wherever it takes me. I don't necessarily have a goal. I just know where I'd like to see our community in 10 years. Um, I'll tell you, being involved in the Gulf Coast Business Council master's program uh, was very eye-opening uh, for me. And, and I did that. Um, I, I was actually in two classes. I participated in two classes. And uh, most recently, their kind of all-stars program where they brought a lot of us back. And um, again, there, we have a lot of ideas. Um, I'd like to see, you know, some regional alignment, and um, you know, that's really what I'd like to see in the next. Let's, let, Nikki, let's talk about that on the other side. But we're meeting with uh, Nikki Johns, and uh, she's a recent One Coast Award winner. And we'll pick up the conversation right there when we come back on the other side. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of The Ricky Matthews Show on your laptop, desktop, or your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. 
His passion and love for coastal Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. We're, we're joined by Nikki Johns, who works with AGJ Systems and Network. She's a business development manager there and heavily involved in the community. That's the reason she was once again recognized at the uh, One Coast Awards, and we're sort of celebrating that part of it and giving you a chance to see what it takes to, to be a leader in the community. When we went to break, you were mentioning about the Masters program and, the, and sort of the Masters All-Star. I talk about this a lot on the show, Nikki, this notion around leadership development we we can't talk about that enough because it is as you pointed out the mat you have a very specific thing that struck you about your involvement in the master's program but people say that you've you've had multiple leadership development programs that you've been involved in every one of them brings sort of a different angle to the conversation but it's about gaining perspective isn't it it's about seeing sort of how coastal mississippi fits into the bigger picture and how what we can do can to sort of advance the ball. Leadership development is critical, isn't it? It absolutely is, yes. So, you know, if you were to say something to someone who's thinking about being a leader in the community, what would they expect to get out of being involved, whether it be leadership Gulf Coast or leadership Jackson County or leadership Hancock County or the master's program at the Gulf Coast Business Council? Uh, what would you say to them about why they should be involved? Well, I think each of those programs are so diverse and, and the class selection is so diverse is that, that you get to see uh, different perspectives from different industries, different leaders, um, from different areas, you know, from all across the coast. And I think that's important. It's it's eye-opening to to see how different things are in Hancock County, you know, from Jackson County. And, um, you know, I've participated, you know, in Jackson County, uh, Leadership Jackson County and Leadership Gulf Coast. And those are two very different programs. Yeah, what's interesting about the master's program, I, I talked to Jamie Miller about this just uh, in the past week, is that what they used to do, and they still will do some of this, is go go outside of Mississippi and visit another market. And they've been, but more more focused inside of Mississippi recently. Were you actually engaged in any of those um, those trips inside Mississippi? I was, and and that's what I think differentiates that program from the others is that you you see a. Um, you see an outside perspective. We went to Atlanta the first year that I participated and the things that they're doing in Atlanta um, just with the Atlanta um, Regional Commission and um, Georgia Main Street, I mean, they have some great ideas and things that they're implementing over there that I would love to to you know bring back here and, and see happen here on the coast. Yeah, what's what's interesting too about about the trips on the ins, inside of Mississippi is that we get a chance to learn from and also kind of maybe get a flavor to who some of our competitors might be. One of the one of the things about Coastal Mississippi that you've learned well through your involvement in the community and through these leadership programs, one of the things that's unique about Coastal Mississippi is that the best thing about it is it's a it's a collection of a large number of political subdivisions. The worst thing about it is it's a collection of a bunch of political subdivisions. So to be successful, the amount of communication that is required to touch the boards 
boards of supervisors across the coast of Mississippi to touch the legislative leadership across them, the mayors and all the you know the administrators and all that. It is a lot. It's it's a lot. Um, to, but the key to our success is in alignment. Now we're not always going to get everybody aligned, but man, we could we. Ultimately, the fact that we can share some common issues on a sort of a one coast banner, that's going to be a key to our success going forward for sure, isn't it? Absolutely. We have to be one coast. We have to be one voice because, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of times it's us against the rest of the state. And the rest of the uh, rest of the southeast, for that matter. Right. Yeah, the, yeah, the truth. Yeah, we've got. We've got. I, I think Jerry St. Pay said it best. I've quoted him many times here. Actually, in my in my twentieth anniversary speech at the One Coast Awards, I, I said this as well. That he he Jerry St. Pay, the former president of Ingalls, he maintains that one of our biggest challenges is complacency, and, and his issue is that that Chevron and and Ingalls will always be there, and the blue chip chip industries that are part of of Senate um, uh, Space Center will always be there, and that the casinos and hospitality will always be there, that we take those things for granted. And the reality is that none of those things are guaranteed that they're going to be there. So if we're not constantly thinking about what's the next thing, how are we going to, how can we overcome our, our weaknesses and ex, 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 accentuate our, our, our opportunities, then we're going to be walking backwards. And th- this notion of accepting the status quo is something we can't do. We have to advance the ball. Because the truth is, these other communities like Huntsville, Alabama, and Tupelo, and the Golden Triangle, and other communities are are getting their act together, and uh, and they're they're wanting us to falter in our in our pursuance of our goals because then it make us less of a competitor. But man, we have a lot going for ourselves, don't we? We do, and and that's exactly what I was about to say, Ricky. Is that we have a lot more competitors than we used to, and um, even with you know gaming, and um, we we need to keep our guard up, and we need to keep things moving in the right direction. We can't get complacent. I we, think we cannot. COVID. We can. We you're, there's no doubt about it. And as as leaders come up, I think we're we're all talking the one coast mantra. Um, more than than we ever have. When I became publisher in 2001, we, we launched what is called the South Mississippi Strategy. Our goal is to, to focus on making sure that we're sharing information from across the coast. And our editorials often spoke about us coming together as a region. It's something you got to stay on top of. You got to keep communicating about it. Some of our elected officials, unfortunately, aren't don't sign up for that. They don't really want that. And I think that's where leadership comes in. It says, okay, if someone's not on board, with us, we need to accentuate them <laughs> and help them get on board, or maybe we need to elect someone else. And I think that's one of the reasons why the Gulf Coast Business Council's recent launching of a political action committee is going to be really important because they're they're saying we're going to raise tens of thousands of dollars and we're going to su- start supporting candidates that get that. The thing that makes us unique is that we have these unique cities, each with their own special sense of place. But at the same time, we've got common issues around infrastructure and other things that are important to us. And we've got to, we've got to be able to do both. We've got to be able to respect the, the unique diversity that exists in each of the places. At the same time, we have to have – we can have no hesitancy about finding our common issues and working together on those issues. And anyone who doesn't buy into that – We'll, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have a pack now that's gonna be focused on moving the ball forward and finding someone who does get it. I mean, that's the kind of work we have to do, though, isn't it? 
It is, and, and that's exciting. And, and you make the point that not everyone is on board, but what I will say is we have a lot more on board now than we did five years ago, and that's progress. Um, it, participating it in, the, in the program uh, for the first time, I guess, four or five years ago, and then again recently, um, there's been a lot of changes, and, and I've met a lot of great leaders who are ready and willing to implement these changes, so it's exciting. It, it it really is. It really is. It takes focus. It takes. I think that's the when we when we formed the Gulf Coast Business Council after Hurricane Katrina, we saw that as sort of this regional organization because you've got Jackson County Economic Development Foundation, really a great best practice of a public private partnership, and you got all these different economic development approaches that are happening along the coast, but you don't have a single entity that brings the business community together and has the CEOs. Now that's the you see, we can have second and third tier involvement, but the way to have success is you have to have the CEOs involved. So when you have the the, the CEO of Ingalls and all the major banks and uh, and so on and so on involved in the business council, you have a chance to really advance the ball. Because as Roland taught me early in my career, those with the resources and the employees are the ones who have the power. So if you have the ability to, to direct your employees in a certain direction or you have the ability to contribute your money in such a way that you can bring about change, that's the way you bring about change in the community. And I think the business council sort of brings them together in that way. And through the master's program that you, you've had the opportunity to go through twice now, you get a chance to really see all that in action. And this, this is all about advancing the ball, that's for sure. So uh, lastly, before before we go, I'm just curious, as you as you speak to to young people who who are wanting to be leaders in the community what what do you say to them get involved get involved early um you know when people get to know you and your character and other aspects and see you giving back and wanting to do more for the community then they get to know you as a person and then they trust you obviously with their business um but get involved and get yeah. heavily involved Get involved. Well, you said this before, but there's a direct relationship between your business doing well and you and you not saying no in the community, isn't there? There is. There is. Like I said, I've I've made many friends. Um, I've had made longtime friends that I've met in some of these leadership programs through my my early you know stages in the chamber, and uh, those are people I can count on, and they know that they can count on me. So what? So how that might look is this. Um, someone's having some, someone maybe tapped into their network that shouldn't be there and they said, wait a minute, wait a minute, Nikki's in that business. I'm going to call Nikki and find out more about how they can help us because we just looked into the training and to do this, to get, to get up to speed internally, we don't have the resources to do it. And then they call Nikki and then the rest is kind of history, but it works, doesn't it? It works. <laughs> hey, listen, Nikki, congratulations to you, my friend. Thank you so much, Ricky. I enjoyed being on the show. Yeah, it's been a pleasure talking to you. This has been Nikki Johns, and uh, she's a One Coast Award winner from AGJ Systems and Networks, and uh, someone we'll probably have back on the show soon. We'll, we'll bring you back on and talk about cybersecurity because one of the most important topics we can talk about today. Okay, we'll uh, see you when we come back from this break. All right, bye-bye. Subscribe for free to the Ricky Matthew Show podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.